0: So, this article came out a couple days ago um, about the idea of uh, of COVID amnesty. Uh, oh, yeah. The what? Yeah. So, oh, basically. I wrote
1: about this yesterday in a blood boiling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a, an article that came out um, about, hey, look, you know, we all, nobody knew what was going on. We all made some bad decisions. We need to put all this behind us. And. And, you know, and 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 stop blaming each other and just, and just openly admit that nobody knew what was going on. So we should just all give ourselves a pass and move on. And I was more than willing to agree with that premise right up until about the end of April of 2020. Um, and certainly by October of 2020, when the Great Barrington Declaration was released by any number of people who were actual, you know, epidemiologists, uh, medical specialists, all that kind of thing, saying we are doing more harm than good. Um, so, uh, I'm not inclined to, to want to, um, forgive and forget after a certain point, because by a certain point and certainly by October, and I would argue by much earlier, by the end of April, 2020, we knew exactly what we were facing and that all of these shutdowns and all of this stuff, all of these things that destroyed businesses, all of the people that were put out of work, all of the suicides, all of the kids who now have lifelong learning disabilities and all the rest of it were the result of having politicized this virus and and going against what everybody knew to be true. So I want to discuss that issue of whether or not this was all a good faith error or whether or not at some point it became clear that, uh, that this virus was a convenient uh, bludgeon uh, and um, also a convenient way to get mail-in voting and to have the economy tank and all kinds of other things.
1: I'll, uh, I'll I'll get into this more in the actual segment, but um, I was right about everything <laughs> except for one <laughs> except for one thing. Um, when they said two weeks to flatten the curve, uh, you know, we're just we're going to stay home for two weeks, get that curve flattened. And Bill, as you mentioned, the point of flattening the curve wasn't to reduce the number of deaths because that was inevitable. It was to spread them out. The space under the curve was still the area under the curve is still the same. Yeah, so the medical
0: the- So the medical facilities didn't get saturated. That exactly. was the idea.
1: And I bought into that for for one reason, uh, well, for two reasons, the one I just said. Uh, the other reason was uh, government has a uh, uh, an opportunistic streak, where if people are already doing something that seems popular, government will go, oh, hey, that was our idea, let's do this. And by the time the two weeks to flatten the curve thing came out, the country had already shut itself down voluntarily for about a week. This just seemed like this just seemed like government jumping on the bandwagon of this uh, of the, the the the. uh, what's there's a phrase I'm looking for. I can't remember it, but a general wisdom, you know, a group wisdom, of of people deciding on mass to do the right thing, and government hops on board and says, "Oh yeah, this is our idea, so we'll do this." And then of course the two weeks pass, or I should say the second week passed after government decided this was the thing, and the lockdowns continued. Holy crap! Did I get that one wrong? If I'd a, if I'd a, if I'd realized how. Big government was going to take advantage of this and screw us all to the wall for as long as it took to throw that election. Oh man, I would have been shouting to the rafters from the since before the words were even done echoing two weeks and another
0: another year after the election for a full year. I mean, twenty twenty one disappeared. Twenty twenty one didn't happen. We're at the end of twenty twenty two. Seems incredible to me, and that's because most of twenty twenty was was consumed by the pandemic. And then 2021 just, it just, what happened? We just had to continue with these policies and nothing happened in 2021 except more people going out of business, more kids
2: not. I I disagree with that. Um. And in fact, because I was at work five days a week after that first month, we, we closed the store for a month and then we came back. Um, we had to wear masks all that time. I hated every minute of it. The moment yeah. I could get, uh, they said, hey, if you get the vaccine, you can, you can take off your mask. I was like, I'm into it. Where do I go? Show me the way. <laughs> and because uh, I just so desperately wanted to get that off. But not all businesses went out of business. Um, Many businesses were greatly successful during that time, and not in some horrid opportunistic way, but it just the economy shifted because of things you couldn't do to things you could do. And people who had budgeted money for things that they wanted to do that were, you know, would run afoul of of regulations uh, poured that money in other directions. And so many companies had fantastic years um, for the last. Half of 2020 and the and all of 2021, um, you know that's not to minimize the harm that came to businesses that didn't, you know, that were on the wrong end of that stick. Um, but it's it's not just an un uh, unalloyed negative for the entire country. Well, um, it, that said, I would never want to do it again. And my main question for your episode, Bill, is basically. If we're not going to say, okay, let's just forget about it and move on, um, I don't think that's the right approach. Uh, is uh, Is your desire more to say, okay, whose heads must roll? Or is it more to say, okay, how can we prepare ourselves for the next time something like this comes along so we don't repeat the same mistakes?
0: My honest position is whose heads must roll so that we can prepare ourselves against this happening again and not make the same mistakes.
2: Well, just replacing people doesn't replace processes. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that there's nobody should be held accountable. But but, but
0: allowing people (laughs) to make these kind of draconian decisions that cause this much damage without any consequences whatsoever simply encourages them to do it again.
2: And I think what you may wind up in in that situation is another – uh of many investigations that have gone down this way both parties have done this but you go down this path because you think a wrong has been done and you get to the point of prosecution and you realize that you can't substantiate enough in court to actually cause a penalty to befall the person and so you've spent a lot of resources chasing somebody who may have done wrong but can't be provably asserted to have done so and can't be punished for it uh this isn't a court
1: of law this is politics
2: well, if you want to play politics with it, then that's a whole different game. But I thought, you know, if you if you actually want people to be removed from their positions who made bad decisions, then you still have to do that for cause, um, unless you're you're a political appointee, uh, in which case no, you just come I, in and if clean if house. No, if I were and, Congress, we're if talking I were the
1: Republican Congress. I would zero out Fauci's office. I would eliminate it completely, root and branch, so that it can't happen again.
0: We're talking about political we're talking about accountability for the people who politicized it we're not politicizing it was politicized and since it was politicized it did a lot of damage that it didn't have to do certainly did a lot of damage that the science wasn't calling for and so since they've done this and now they say oh you know what we should just just pretend it didn't happen no no we did not enforce our will on you you enforced your will upon us these are the damages that you caused and we're going to find out we're going to find out what happened and why and we want to know what you knew and when you knew it.
2: But who is you and who is us? Because a big chunk of the country thought Dr. Fauci was just doing his job, was making the best decisions he could given the the pathway of the science that he was seeing, and so yeah, there's a whole big chunk of the country that's that doesn't politically agree with that administration, with that uh, those kind of long-term bureaucrats who were making those decisions. But not everybody in the country is going to uniformly say, "Hey, you know, yeah, Fauci was wrong." In fact, he was quite a revered figure, um, and and assembling the Truth and Reconciliation Commission <laughs> at this point well, well, now, again may waste a lot of time and not achieve your
1: objective. See if I can find this.
0: now you're at the now you're at the heart of the issue. Um, yes, many people agreed with Fauci. Many people agreed with him completely. And if Fauci had said these are our recommendations, then you would have an, a superb point. But Fauci. Fauci didn't say these are our recommendations. Fauci said this is the law. This is you don't have the option of disagreeing with us. We have mandated this, and this is what you're going to do. And that is what caused people to. Th- th- we yeah. we've got a generation that is going that is never going to recover from from the fact that they were not allowed to go to school for two years when the when the mortality rate from COVID 19 for. Uh, people in the uh, zero to ten or the ten to, to twenty-year age group, is, is the nearest whole number is zero, and it's and it's so close to zero that 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 wasn't it wasn't like people took his advice and opted out of this. It's that that it was made it was mandated. What but was mandated mandated by boon, it. Though,
2: who? What was the enforcement?
0: Well, it's all over entity? the place,
1: Scott. No, let me, let, me, let me give a chance to answer this. We had a we had a protest here in um, the next town north of me, Castle Rock. It's a exurb of Denver, and there was a local restaurant that decided to defy the governor's order, the governor's emergency power order, closing all the restaurants. They opened their doors. Well, guess what? They got punished for that
0: and all of this was used uh, was was justified under emergency and, powers and we knew it wasn't an emergency
1: and 40% of small businesses well, the, ceased
0: Well apparently existing. the governor
2: the governor of Colorado Thought so, and some other governors thought so, but Fauci couldn't close that restaurant. Somebody else had to do that, is what I'm saying. Fauci didn't have any any executive powers, and if he had executive powers, they were through the presidency, and the president at that time, uh, at least in the early times, was was President Trump. And so we're not saying that that Donald Trump's administration caused this crisis. But people listened to Fauci and at the local level said, oh, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. So the governor does something, the county commissioners or the county president judge here in Texas, you know, passes Uh, some order. But they were all following the recommendations of the CDC that seemed
1: to be emanating from the White House, uh, uh, but they weren't compelled Yeah, a couple of things on that. One of Trump's biggest mistakes was taking Fauci, the little dictator, and turning him into a movie star that everybody wanted to to fawn and emulate. Um, So I'm not not giving Trump any credit or uh, letting him slip by on that one. The other thing, though, is if you go state by state and look at where the lockdowns were the most severe and where they were the gentlest and did the least damage, it is an almost perfect red-blue split. It is almost entirely partisan.
0: And yeah. the restaurants that closed here in Los Angeles County didn't close voluntarily. They were shut down by government
2: force. They were shut and down, were down shut by down local by government or state for- government force. Correct. Based upon. Recommendations. Right. So the entire point of this
0: is, is that this, this entire, history of what happened during those two years was catastrophic and it was catastrophic because of government overreach on all levels and it was also catastrophic because of the media uh uh uh, you know covid porn and it was also catastrophic because of the petty tyrants from uh from the governor of the state all the way down to the you know uh, health inspector for you know for southern burbank california with legal authority to force citizens of the United States to obey their will based upon based upon guidelines that had no scientific merit and were known to have no scientific merit.
1: And we're gutting our military um, I would challenge with, with, that, a, with a vaccine mandate morning by Joe Biden.
2: I don't. I don't think. I don't think Fauci or anybody at the CDC came to work in the morning and said, "Well, look, we know this has no scientific merit, but let's get out there and tell everybody in the country to do something we know to be wrong." I, I really don't think that was the case. no, well, what no you that's think what he did do. Of Fauci, he said, "You, uh, so you, he said, you wear
1: masks. Masks will save your lives." That's what he said. And then we've got pictures of him at a baseball game that nobody else was allowed to attend, not wearing his damn mask. We know he lied. We know right. he lied by his own example and his own words. And? And we were told that we must social oh, distance that because that's a science. Except for
0: if you're at a black lives uh, Black Lives Matter rally, uh. when you can all stand shoulder to shoulder without masks, and that was okay. Yeah, uh, you would arrest kids uh, for for you know for not having masks um, in, in in a shopping center or in Australia for being on the beach, but you could have a hundred thousand people standing next to each other in the middle of this. In, in what was it April or May or something? And that was okay. And so for it to be okay, for the, for the government to say, yes, it's okay, you can go to this protest, we won't do anything about you, means that they must have known that this wasn't the, the, the black death, because if it was, then they would not have made that exception. The fact that they made that exception was was an indication that this was all politically based. And there's no way
2: around that. And I think what you said earlier is true. I think there's a lot of blame to go around at all levels in the media, in local government, in state government, at the federal level, in the in the bureaucracy, in the Trump administration, to the president himself. There's there's plenty of mishandling, at the very least, ignorance. And in some cases, maybe uh, p- politicians seizing things and saying, hey, this is a great opportunity to, to bolster my credentials in some way, I think. But I think it backfired on them. But- my point is your your focus on this uh, is this idea of shall we shall we grant amnesty for this? And I think what I would rather see is somebody actually looking into saying, okay, granted, everybody screwed things up here, some worse than others, but how can we ensure that something like this doesn't happen the next time things come along? And just going in there and saying, well, this guy's got to go or that department's got to go doesn't deal with the root of the issue. And we don't have a plan, you know, and so we were surprised and then everybody kind of did what he thought was right in his own eyes. Now, of course, everybody on the right says that nobody on the left did what was right in his own eyes. They all acted nefariously in their own interest. <laughs>
1: but that yes, said, that is exactly can, right. I'm not talking about the common man on the street, next but the office holders, it up. you're damn right. That is exactly what they did because by the 1st of May, we knew we knew the truth about this pandemic. We knew the truth about the efficacy of masks. We knew the truth about the uselessness and the harmfulness of lockdowns. We knew the truth about what was going on in the schools. So, yes, Scott, they lied. They used their positions to increase their power and their wealth, and they succeeded okay. at the expense of the rest of us. Okay,
2: so the solution is to do what Republicans have never done in the past, which is to overwhelmingly elect Republican officials at all levels of government in all states so that we don't do stupid Democrat things. I don't think we have the moxie to do that.
1: Maybe <laughs> and so we don't. I'm suggesting find out. that we have Maybe to work with
2: people across the spectrum and get stuff done.
1: <laughs> no, getting stuff done is the problem. That is exactly you know the what problem. I mean.
2: I don't mean more government intervention, but I mean looking at what happened and say, okay, where do we go wrong? How could we have done it differently? And the next time, what can we do? Now, we may find in the course of that investigation, oh, wait a minute. Gavin Newsom was entirely the problem with everything that went wrong in California. If only that guy hadn't been there, things would have gone
1: swimmingly. I don't think we're going to find that in most states. (laughs) But if we do – Well, California is a one-party state. Gavin Newsom is not a – Gavin Newsom is a symptom. So if those
2: people, you know, if there are consequences, great. Now I know when you make a video on the internet, the more pissed off you are at the other side and the more you rage about their evil and wrongdoing, the better, the more hits you get. On the other hand, I'd like to be part of a country that recognizes that not everybody has the same opinion as I do, and we've got to find a way to deal with the next one that comes up, because right now, you are as upset as anybody about the fiasco of the January 6th investigation. It's completely a political show, and now we're thinking, let's do another political show, but for our side. And I just don't think it's effective.
1: Well, Scott, if we'd have stuck to all of our, if our, we had as a country had stuck to the three of our small government principles, we wouldn't be in this mess. We wouldn't have the supply chain kinks. We wouldn't have inflation. We wouldn't have any of this stuff. We wouldn't have a, a, a generation of kids with uh, with permanent learning impairment. Um,
0: and there's also the subtle matter of the fact that the January 6th thing is an entire invention that it didn't happen, and this did. When Gavin Newsom goes, when Gavin Newsom sits without a mask with 10 people who were who were cheap donors of his at the French laundry in April of May of 2020 that is an indication that Gavin Newsom knows that this is not as serious as it is as he said it was because if it was he wouldn't have done that it's an indication that he knew that the laws he was enforcing on everybody else were not Based on any reality, because if he genuinely believed that it was that dangerous, he wouldn't have done it. But he so, did.
2: But you're more interested in evaluating people's motivations. I'm more interested in making sure it doesn't happen again.
1: Well, the first step, Scott, is exposing them, and you don't expose them and give them amnesty. You know, you, you can you can earn amnesty. I, I'm not saying you can give earn them forgiveness, amnesty. but the first thing, but before you get forgiveness, before you get forgiveness, you have to seek it. I'm not saying give them amnesty. That's not the point at all.
2: The, the well, point it's the point is, of the segment. It not, well, no, the point is the, 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 the uh, proposition was, let's give everybody amnesty. The answer to that is, no, let's go, over, let's go after these people and make them pay a price. And I am somewhere where I'm saying, okay, I don't think we should give everybody amnesty. If you did something wrong, you should be punished for doing something wrong. If there's something against the law, if you should just be voted out of office, whatever it is. You should pay the price for that, for bad actions and for even ignorance. But I don't think it's fruitful to end there and go, okay, well, now we spank some people on the other side of the aisle, so we feel good about ourselves. And then 10 years from now, we're going to have the same group of clowns in office because we haven't fundamentally changed the process of anything. We've just changed the players momentarily. Agreed. And that's why one of the first things
1: I said was I would zero out Fauci's office. I would eliminate it.
0: So, look, we haven't had a major plane crash in this country in 21 years. And one of the last ones that did occur was an Alaska Airlines flight that um, was flying just past Los Angeles when uh, it lost ability to to trim the airplane. And the flight crew fought fought this thing for 25, 30 minutes. They were flying inverted for a number of minutes before this thing went into into the water and killed everybody. Now it turns out that the reason for that was that the maintenance on the um, on the jack screw that controlled the uh, uh, the horizontal stabilizer on that aircraft had been improperly maintained had been improperly maintained in order to save money. As a result of this, we did an investigation, an extremely thorough investigation, which meant we recovered every single piece we possibly could from the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. We reassembled the plane. We found out what did happen and what didn't happen. We took a look at the at the cockpit voice recorders. We took a look at the black box. We looked at all of this stuff. And when I finally came to the conclusion that this was a result of intentional malfeasance because of a cost-saving meth- meth- measure, we slapped an enormous fine upon the perpetrators of this uh, action in order to make sure that they didn't do it again, and and, and the same thing is true for the uh, for the um uh what's it uh that Florida wasn't EasyJet what was it called um ValueJet ValueJet the ValueJet flight oh yeah right so so if you don't punish the people that that do things in in order to cut corners or make mistakes then you get more of it.
2: I I give up. I can't possibly express enough. If somebody (laughs) did something wrong, they should be punished, period. But, and then, but, yeah, stopping there. It, I'm much more, and as, as you guys know for years, I'm much more interested in process issues because fundamentally, the, it wasn't just that the jack screw problem was discovered and somebody got fired or fined or punished in some way. It was that every airline then doubled down to make sure that they were doing proper maintenance on the jack screws as well. And next time around, whatever causes the next major crash, it's not going to be a jack screw. <laughs> Well, the airlines
1: adapted their own processes because of the investigation and the fine. I would contend contend that the airlines were
2: eager to do that before anybody got fined. They wanted to make sure their plane did not end up on the bottom of the Pacific or on the side of a mountain or
0: anywhere
1: else. Okay, well, Well, that's that's good Alaska
0: Airlines could have made sure that plane didn't go to the bottom of the ocean and take all those people with it if they had done adequate maintenance on the airplane but they decided they'd rather save money on that so to say that 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 look there are two kinds of aviation accidents one of them is tough luck kid and the other one is what were you thinking and and this was a what were you thinking accident yeah. okay and uh-huh. and since it was a what you were what were you thinking accident you have to have consequences for that. And you can't have the consequences without the investigation. If you don't have the investigation, you cannot find out whether or not this was something that was done intentionally or whether it was a hey, tough tough luck kid. So so this idea that after all the damage is done, we should all just ah, just forget about it. You know, everybody made mistakes. And, and, and but that's what they're saying. That's what the okay, entire what amnesty saying. Thing okay. is saying.
2: That's not what I'm saying. That's what amnesty, uh, well, that's yeah, what yeah, this yeah, argument yeah. is. Yeah, but I so I, I think it it's just it's misguided to just say, "Hey, let's forget all about it," because the to me the which main thing is sin which in was that, the
1: point of this. Yeah, no, that was the point the, of this article in the Atlantic by Emily Oster, who, yes. uh, although she's a lefty, she ha, she was on of more the same sane side. She she came out sooner than most other lefties against the lockdowns and the school closures. So I'll give her that much credit, but when she says. By the way, she says we should forgive and forget because this is causing all of this 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 social warfare. Um, she was one of the people on Twitter endorsing the viewpoint that we should mock dead people who had refused vaccines. Um, she yes. was the person, uh, you know, saying mandate this, mandate that. Um, to me, that's the reason no, why this this is not even a topic
2: because that's a, that's a cartoon character. That's that's an idiot.
1: <laughs> well. She's a Harvard professor, so she's yeah. a Harvard and, idiot.
2: <laughs> well, they were Harvard idiots with coercive legal power. Actually, <sighs> Bill, you gotta you gotta connect this though. The coercive legal power was at the local level. My governor, my president, judge, my county whoa, whoa, commissioners. Whoa, whoa, uh, no, the federal government bu- has community. had plenty of
1: coercive powers. Vaccine mandates. Um, they they uh, they uh, they closed. Um, Oh god. Uh, how many people how many here. people
0: had to leave the military
2: because of it because of a federally backed over 20 it. Manda- that's yeah. within the government. Yes, they that they exercised that power. In our situation, I could not get a, a vaccinated, uh, but then I could not come to work, and that was my employer's decision to follow what they believed sure. was the science coming out of the CDC. So they made that decision. The consequences wouldn't have been federal consequences for me or even state or local. It would have been that I couldn't couldn't go to work anymore uh, because I refused to get that kind of treatment. So anyway, I just I I I'm sick of the game of one side pointing the fingers at the other, having a big show trial saying there's the bad guy and then moving on because we didn't fix the fundamental issue of it. So yes, people who made bad decisions, wrong decisions, criminal decisions should be punished at the same time. And and I don't think we need to take this character seriously for the Harvard freak. um, But (laughs) at the same time, if you say, I'm going after your party for making bad decisions, well, then you can't do a proper investigation because everybody shuts down to protect themselves. If you say- I'm going to do an investigation to determine how we can all come together and act differently next time, then people open up
1: and are willing to share. And what I'm saying is, if you expose enough of the rot, that will discourage future rotten actions. Maybe. Anyway, you certainly don't get it without doing that.
2: That's why there are three of us here and not one. So that's good. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Ah, So take that.
0: Uh, we had a, a really <laughs> profoundly uh, deep analysis of, of uh, our, our previous structure of uh, right angle, which has been the same structure since we started it as, um, what do we call that thing? Trifecta. Back then? Trifecta, yeah.
1: 2009. So in,
0: in, yeah, in, 2000, in 2009. So we've had the same um, exact structure. And um, somebody went to a great deal of trouble and wrote a very thoughtful. Um, uh, emailed to me saying that what succeeds on the internet basically succeeds on three axes there's time there's fun and there's authenticity they said the stuff that's successful is either very short or very long because people either want to get it out of the way or they want to listen to it at their leisure they said that authenticity explains itself and so does fun and they went on to say that our right angle structure pretty much manages to fall in a dead spot on all three <laughs> axes it's not a really it's not really long content but it's not short content either. It's got some authenticity because the answers are not scripted, but not a whole lot of authenticity because we already have asked the question, so we know what's coming. And likewise, the fun disappears because everything's kind of choreographed. So uh, unless I see some shocking, uh, uh, really shocking counter arguments... We have a strong suspicion that this is what we're going to be doing from now on. Uh, Depending on uh, Stephen Scott's schedule, we're thinking we would basically come in two or three times a week, bring in a couple show topics, discuss them live, unrehearsed, completely, exactly like they are on our backstage show, and um, and instead of having uh, a world where we're stuck with, by the time we finish recording at about 2 p.m. Pacific on. Tuesdays that's all the news we can cover until about 2 p.m. Pacific the following Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, any any thoughts about this guys real quick before we wrap this up
1: I love it the only thing I would add is uh, if say we break out you know we we, we we tape for you know 40 minutes an hour whatever it is and we, mm-hmm. we break that into into three 15-minute se- segments, 10-minute segments, whatever those segments right. are, if there's a really hot three minutes, we further break that out into its own little thing and make that's that credited. a really good teaser for the rest of the, the content.
2: So you're saying- Scott,
1: do you want to just- When
2: I'm alone do you want to just on repeat camera, what you Steve, about? those really hot moments, is that's what you're referring to when it's me? it's <laughs> me. Would you care to just
0: me. briefly mention what you mentioned about uh, YouTube being a search engine?
2: Yeah, it's funny because people don't think of it that way because they think, you know, especially if you grew up with TV and, you know... Hey, Boomer, right here. Um, we grew up with this whole TV generation where there's a format and it's very structured and you know what that is and the show has a title and a description and all that kind of stuff. We read TV Guide. Um, and then you get on YouTube and you find out that people don't use to YouTube the way they use television. And in many cases, perhaps the vast majority, YouTube is a search engine. It's probably the second largest search engine. It is engine the second largest after, It is the second largest search engine. After Google. So uh, everything we do should really be tailored to that idea. When people are coming to YouTube, they're not coming like when you used to switch to channel six on the TV because you knew what was coming up next. They're looking for something. And so we're going to try to be a lot more responsive, not only in how we write headlines or descriptions for the shows so that people have an easier time finding what they're looking for but also in advance before we do the shows considering what people are interested in right now you know what where's the intersection between what we're interested and passionate about and what the public who might be viewing videos would be interested and passionate about and we're hoping we can find where those two worlds collide that's
0: it. We're gonna we're gonna put ourselves along. We're gonna raise our position on the time and the fun and the um, authenticity axis. Uh, and uh, damn the torpedoes! I think it's probably real good. So looking anyway, to- um, we thought we'd do this one as a test run, and we'll be looking very carefully at your comments. If you're still watching this long, uh, then you're probably not representative of the general population. But in any <laughs> event, we definitely want to get your. Uh, We definitely want to get your feedback on this because I'm pretty sure this is where we're going. For Steve Green and Scott out, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time in the raucous, wild, freewheeling, gunslinging shootout fest that's known as Right Angle.